It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. It's uh, Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Look at me. Sitting here all by my lonesome in the hallowed studios of the Start Today Morning Extravaganza. My name is Dave Hollis and you're welcome here. Uh, If you've never uh, joined us for live stream, what have you been doing with your life though? Uh, Welcome. Listen, uh, we are a community of people who do not look the same act the same, vote the same, believe the same, love the same, and yet here we are coming together on the regular to uh, be in community, to encourage each other, and maybe even through the differences that we each embody, learn a little bit from people who are not like us. My name, like I said, is Dave Hollis. My wife, my lady, the human that I do life with most regularly, Rachel Hollis, she had a flight this morning at... I want to say 6 a.m. So she's been gone for days. She's been gone for hours. She was up very, very early this morning. Uh, she's heading to Nashville, Tennessee. So if you're in Nashville, be on the lookout. Make sure that everyone in Nashville is taking care of that lady. She is, uh, it's a day trip. She's going in, has a meeting, coming right back out. So I am very excited to have her return, but I'm also telling you that because. If when you turn on this morning show and you just see your guy Dave and it makes you sad in your heart because there's no Ray Ray Hollis, well, one, you're not alone, but also check check what's happening here in this area. Uh, I want to make sure uh, that you uh, get your Ray Ray Hollis back and she is going to be back tomorrow. So uh, I put up a post this morning. I want to talk about it just for a second because I think that Um, it's important. It's been really important in my journey. And here we are. We're 15 days on in to 2020. We're, uh, you know, maybe turning out of uh, a season where the excitement of a new decade and the excitement of everything that is possible in our lives is maybe melting just a tiny bit. And so I put a post up that sometimes I think can make people uh, get a little, uh, feisty, a little something that is sometimes not totally positive, and that is if you want to have a life that's unlike what other people have, then you're going to have to do work that other people won't, right? And uh, it's hard because uh, sometimes it feels like, ugh, do we really have to like slog toward having to do more things than other people? And the answer is, Well, yeah, if you want to be unlike the average of what exists in the population of the universe, then you actually do have to commit to doing some things that are unlike the things that everyone else necessarily does. And man, it's it's hard. It sucks to have to want to like show up well for your life on the days that you feel like you don't want to or that you are struggling. But if You are interested in an exceptional relationship. As a for example, you have to be in perpetual pursuit of your partner like you are still trying to date this human being. I'm going to show you something. Like 
I finished working in this room last night after Rachel had gone to bed because uh, she had to get up so stinking early. So uh, this isn't a brag. I just want to like model show. How, like, so I wrote her a little note. I wrote her a little love note. A little, I love you. Uh, you're my favorite everything. I am excited about the day that you're about to have because she's going to do some really, really fun and fantastic meetings in Nashville that she has been looking so excited, look, like looking fo so forward to. And I just told her, hey, have a fantastic day, right? I came into the office just minutes ago and, the, and this woman, she had put you, she put this little note into my computer that told me that I am uh, someone that she is fond of. And the idea of just like the simplicity of writing a quick note to this human that I am in relationship with that I am pursuing every single day, that is something that I would argue is probably a little bit different than what most people do 16 years into being married. And the reason why I'm doing it is I'm interested in a relationship that is more exceptional than most people who have been married for 16 years. Right. If I want to actually pursue doing an Ironman, what in what world? Yo, I'm ready for it. If I want to pursue doing this Ironman, then I have to get out and move my body in a gym, in a pool, on a bike in a way that most average people will not because most average people aren't going to go do an Ironman. Dave, why do you want to do an Ironman? I'll tell you why. Because the last few years in my life where I have pushed myself to do something that was wildly greater than, I, oh, Brendan Burchard's here. Oh, we got to get Brendan in on this conversation. What's up, B? Hold on one second. So the, the times in my life when I have been intentional, like crazy about pushing myself past the limits that I had set for myself, it has fundamentally rewired my belief in what is possible for my life. All right, hold on. Brendan Burchard is possibly the single greatest expert in the idea of habits. And when I see him in here, we are, we're going in here. Come on, Brendan, get in this thing. All right, I got to do something where I'm going to turn this. I'm going to turn this. Oh, there he is. I see you. All right, hold on. I'm going to do something that's going to be a little bit weird because I want Facebook to be able to see this too. God bless this. It's going to be weird because I'm here. But <laughs> Watch this. All right. Facebook can see it. Now I'm going to go over here. I'm going to sit right here and I'm going to say, what up? Let's go. Brendan Burchard, you handsome son of a gun. I don't look as good as Dave Hollis on a boat in Florida. Well, I want to start with that. You know what? I was living my best Backstreet Boy life, so I do appreciate your recognition of what I look like on the bow of a ship. Come on. When you were getting dressed in all the white, did you know you were going to look like a Backstreet Boy, or that was just unintentional? Oh, I don't even know that we, like, I haven't told you this, but, like, so the idea of doing this ended up being something that came up very last second. So, like, we were at Rise, it's been Rachel's birthday, and we were like, how can we end this epic weekend by celebrating my wife in a way that'll create a memory that a year from now we'll still be talking about. So we just like, we found a boat that would let us just troll around in the harbor. But getting on the boat was not the like only thing in the rules. It was, we are going to Target. You have 20 minutes and you can only spend, I think we said, said like you can spend 40 bucks. And so <laughs> we supermarket swept that thing at 8 a.m. 
And next thing you know, we all walked out looking like a stinking backstreet boy. Thank you for uh, asking. How are you, man? Man, uh, you know what? I had this uh, this neighbor in my life who said, you know, every time someone says, how are you? She would say, I'm awake, I'm loving, I'm positive, I'm showered up, and I'm ready to serve up. Let's go. She literally said that. This old lady, she's like, maybe 80-something. I shouldn't call that old, but to, you know, to me, as a young kid, I was like, wow. I'm awake, I'm loving, I'm positive, I'm showered up, ready to serve up. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. I love it. Uh, so I was just, I was saying, as you were like representing, you're having a, a peek into this weird live stream that we do, that I'm really like staying connected right now to something that was like lost on me for a very, very long time. This idea of like, I've, I've talked about it almost like a math equation. If you want this, then you have to commit to doing these things. And the things that I've had to commit to, to create for me, the 2020 that I'd like to have, which is, I'm, I'm just calling it, I want to have the best year of my entire life, I'm turning 45 this year, let's go. But if I want to have the best year ever, I have to commit to things, habits and routines wise, discipline around how I eat and move my body, the, the people I'm surrounding myself with. And like, when it comes to habits, obviously, like, you are the king O, but like, I was not a person who really had a like belief in the power of habit for yeah. almost my entire adult life. And so I'm wondering, did you, were you, was this something that like, cause like Rachel's like wired like a freaking unicorn. And so I wonder like, right, like are, are, do you have, did you just have like habit wiring or is this like a hack that you had to figure out over time? No, uh, I mean, ask, ask Denise. Dave knows my wife Denise, some of you guys know my wife Denise from Transformation Week, and she will tell you, I, I'm easily the guy who can wander around the house, kind of like a nutty professor, just thinking about things, picking up books, writing down ideas, I can be very nutty professor through life, but what I found, and I think everyone here knows and acknowledges in the, in the core of who they are, is that your daily direction is leading to destiny. And that daily direction, if you are spending your daily direction, you know, just browsing or just consuming or not doing things like this where it's intentional personal development, then what ends up happening is you become a reactive person and your destiny is reacting to the things around you, which means you're being driven by other forces that aren't even your core truth. That's so good. Yes. And it's not who you really are. Yes. And so what, what habits are about is getting connected to who, who you really are and where you want to be terms of your your ultimate destiny what your daily direction is that's what your habits are we i mean habits doesn't sound funny you say it's a discipline and do it anyway it's no it's like listen make sure you are judiciously conscientiously consistently shuffling in the right direction every day you don't have to know everything you don't have to be disciplined uh, every you know 10th minute of the hour but your force of your life energy the quantity of time that is happening each day in a certain direction, that is leading you and your family, your finances, your mission into an ultimate destiny that you're either going to be so happy with or so fearful of because you just reacted. And I think what happens is people, they're so trapped in their history and reliving that. I just posted about this on Instagram like right before we got on. was about, you know, where are you spending your time? Are you spending your time, your thoughts, is most of your energetic thoughts going towards your worries and your problems or towards your dreams and your plans to achieving those dreams? 
There you have it. Yeah. Because that mental habit of where you're giving your time, we call it RWID, the relative weight of importance and duration of your thoughts. That's good. That's good. You know what? How much weight do you give your past? Like the simple. How much weight do you give bad ideas? Are you in the game and in motion moving forward? And that's the question we have to ask ourselves about habits. Yeah, I mean, like the simplest thing that I like we say all the time is the this idea that hope isn't a strategy. Like I think sometimes people just hope that the universe is going to show up well for them, or that because of who they think of themselves as being, that without having to be intentional about engineering the way that you'd hope to show up well for others, engineering the way you'd hope to feel, engineering the filters that you need to put on to keep negative influences outside of this brain, that you're just going to be motivated, that you're just going to feel positive, that you're just going to want to do the work. And man, some people, yep, some people maybe are wired that way. But I know for me, I have to be almost like crazy meticulous about it because when I leave it to chance, when I hope it's going to work out, no, it like it just doesn't because life, because I have a thousand kids, because bad things happen in the world. You know what I mean? I say it all the time. It's like if you leave your growth to randomness, you'll always be the cage in the land of mediocrity. Yeah. You, just like your personal development, you, you it has to be strategic and thoughtful and intentional. That's why people follow you guys, love you guys so much, and so do I. It's like you also have to be strategic and intentional about your daily actions because the motion and what people have to think about is like, wow, my life force is being expended towards something and how much of myself I'm pouring into my day in a certain direction is going to lead to whether or not I'm satisfied, joyful and fulfilled a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, a decade from now. We're we're at this new decade. What are you going to pour yourself into? And stop worrying so much about, am I motivated? The reason habits are so important is they give you momentum. I always tell people, listen, I'm the motivation guy. I wrote the number one best-selling title of the, of the century so far. We're only 20 years in. But, you know, the motivation manifesto. Is, is, if the motivation is the title, it's best-selling one so far since 2000. But no, being the motivation guy, I still tell people, develop habits so that momentum takes over for you. Uh, here's I'm a, so used to going to the gym. I just go to the gym. Yeah, I'm I, so used to working the day. I work the day. I'm, yeah. I, I am so on board with it. Honestly, like I was interviewed recently for a podcast and someone asked me, how do I stay motivated? And my real answer is I don't stay motivated because life, because I get tired. But the thing that I can stay connected to consistently is the routine that I put in place and the habits that I put in place that even on the days I don't want to, which frankly, for me, are more days than not. I go out to that gym because it's like brushing my teeth in the morning. It's like the the way that I've adopted drinking water, like the things that I do, I just do and I can't, I can't even second guess it or give myself the possibility of an out, in part because I stay connected to what do I say I want in this year? What do I say I want in this relationship? What do I say I want in the way I show up for my team? If I want these things, then I have to do these things. There isn't a, there isn't a compromise. And if I decide to not do them, I can decide to not do them, but then I have to give up on the declaration of what I've just said I'm interested in actually showing yeah. up as because that's the price of entry. And, and you know when people hear that too, that I think sometimes, Dave, they can hear a superficial level at it. So let me like bring it and, and ground it a little bit because what you also did is you connected to a different part of your identity and stepped into that fully. And I know this, I'm a huge shout out to you and I'm going to be promoting your book like crazy. 
Thank because you. you literally did get out of your own way. And the way you get out of your own way is at some point you're going to ask the ultimate question of who am I and what type of person am I really? Am I the type of person who doesn't care about my life, doesn't care about my energy, doesn't care about my wife, my kids, my presence, my joy, my fulfillment? Am I the type of person who just reacts all day and is angry and frustrated? Am I living my history? Am I living my destiny? Am I someone who's going to be upset all the time or am I going to be a person who generates joy? Am I going to be a person who just, you know, allows myself to cheat, allows myself to steal, allows myself to be addicted, allows myself to quit? Or am I going to raise that identity and really own my life in such a way where I say, no, no, I'm a person who just shows up. Yeah. I, I'm a person who shows up. I'm a person who delivers. I'm a person who works each day to move positive things forward. I'm a person who can take a negative situation and reframe it and deal with it. I'm a person who doesn't obsess about problems. I'm a person who obsesses about solutions and moving things forward. All these things are such simple identity decisions. And what happens is so many people, because they don't focus on who they really are at their core and who they want to be in their soul, they back into what shows up in life. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Like I went on, uh, I did a podcast about it, but I, I went on this like, three-day break from the world. I, ta I, I sent you a note when I was either going or coming back, but either way. And I did a little bit of a, in the last five years, man, I've had like so much transformation in my own life in this last five yeah. years, but I went okay. through, thank you, I went through this like in the last five years. Can I identify the times when I was experiencing the most personal pain, disorientation, shame, some, something that was making me feel unhappy about myself? And Almost every single time. The thing that was present in that shame was my having suggested a desire to be a certain kind of person or having actively worked to convince people that I was a certain kind of person, but in the privacy of me falling asleep at night, in the privacy of my own head, knowing that there was dissonance that existed between who I was representing to be and who I really was. And so if I was saying, I want to be a great dad, I'm, I am a great dad, or I want to be a great husband, I am a great husband, but knowing, oh, you're drinking too much, man. Oh, you're not connecting the way that you should be without technology, man. Like the times when there was dissonance, that's when there was pain for me or shame or, or something that was making me feel disconnected from who I really wanted to be. And again, it came back to like, okay, if, that's, if those are the places where you had pain, is there a way that you could put something inside of that space to, to reduce the dissonance that exists between who you say you want to be and who you actually are? Yes. And that's where the habits and the discipline and the work all come, all come together. Yeah, yeah. And when you're doing that, it's like I always say there's only three primary aspirations we all have. You know, we only have three aspirations. Number one is our being aspirations. I want to be a vibrant person who's proud of who I am. Every human on the planet wants that. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not one person's human desire or need. It's every person wants to have a vibrancy about their energy and their character, and they want to be proud of who they are. That's their being aspirations. Number two is their relationships, their relations aspirations. Like, I want to relate to people like this. I want to interact with people like this. I want to treat my wife like this, the kids like this. Right? I want to be connected, and I want to be part of a community where I'm cared for. Everyone in the world has that. Yeah. And the third thing everyone has is their creation aspirations. I want to create this environment for my kids, or I want to create this mission, or I want to create this book, or I want to create this you know, thing at work. It's like we all want to create something because we came from creation. 
So we want to create something. And there's an energy that just says this build and expand, and that's part of the human like desire. So when we get away from who we want to be, how we want to relate to people, and what we want to create in the world, and we're not growing in each of those areas, we become miserable. And so how do we avoid that misery? Exactly as you said. You set up things that you do that help you touch the rim of each of those every day. Yeah. You got to touch the rim of what's going to make me feel engaged and proud of who I am. What's going to make me feel like I interacted the way I was supposed to today? What's going to make me feel like I contributed today? Because creation, the creating aspirations is ultimately about contribution and connecting to a creative part of ourselves. Did I do that today? It's not like you have to win the world each day. You got to win the day by touching the rim of each of those, our being, relating, and creating aspirations. Love it. And that's what our habits do. Why do I wake up in the morning every morning and do the exact same things for an hour? Because they allow me to touch those things. So I, I get up and I do 20 minutes of stretching to open up my body and feel good. I do 20 minutes of reading something positive to get my mind aligned with the character of the person I want to be. Then I move, after I move, read, then I do 20 minutes of planning the day to make sure I'm creating the day I want to experience versus taking the day that other people want to put on my plate. It's real. Because what other people want to put on your plate is always going to lead to it's overwhelm. The, their agenda. Yeah, their agenda, yeah, so their values. You can't let their agenda, their values drive your day. I, I'm in, man. Yeah. I am in. Why are, why are you and I and, and, and Rachel and this whole community so dorky about planners <laughs> and journals? Not because they're cute. You can't. But they... they they, add, they tap into all of those things for us. Think about everything you write down in a journal or planner. It's about being, relating, and creating something. Yeah. And it's tapping, it's, it's just tapping into it. It's hitting the rim of each of those. It goes, oh, I'm going to be an intentional person because you know why people decide to become more intentional and conscious? Because they tasted the alternative for too many years. 100, oh, 100%. Well, you know what's crazy? Yeah. One of the things that happened when I went on this little walkabout in nature, I had never journaled in my entire life. Like my handwriting is terrible, you. right? My, my, I, I had never. And Rachel had given me this recommendation and I just like, okay, like I have a journal in the morning that I'm doing my planner stuff and doing my gratitude practice and doing my intentional goal setting. But like I had never just like free form, let the hand write on paper for an extended period of time. And I got past like 20 minutes where it was like all of the conscious thoughts sitting at the top layer of my consciousness. And all of a sudden it was like, I was in therapy. I'm both the therapist and the patient and things were just flowing out. So like the power, even yes, like intentionally setting the day, but also the power every once in a while of just tapping into what is sitting in here in the recesses of your mind that might yes. be acting as an unconscious block for you running towards something that would unlock greatness until you actually like either can sit with a therapist or for me, I realized I love therapy. I've sat across from a therapist for years and I just, I love it, but there was less self-censoring in my own journaling because I yes. wasn't worrying about whether or not Deborah was going to approve of the way that I was processing certain things. And it was just a gift. I just, I really recommend that you write, that. write, write. That's why journaling, therapy, getting coached, getting outside perspective or mentorship is so powerful because it, we don't know how we process things. Yeah. Most people think they're so highly conscious in their head. They have no idea how they're usually processing things. I always tell people, there's only one piece of evidence about how you are processing things. And that is your enduring state of happiness. Yeah. 
How often is it there? Yeah. Because if it's not there a lot, that's a processing problem, right? And think about, you know, I've been blessed to uh, work with and meet the Dalai Lama three times now, who's like one of my big, like, oh my God, yeah. moments in my entire life. He spends five hours praying and meditating a day. So he's in, everyone's like, he's, you get in the war, he's in this bliss that no one can just, it's impossible to describe until you've been around. It's like, well, because he lives there, right? You you hang out with Oprah. She lives in gratitude there. It's so, because she spends so many hours processing her gratitude for life, yeah. just like you two do, that it's just there. Yeah. There's a positivity and an energy there. So we, the only evidence of how we're processing things are, are we happy in our relationships with who we are, what we're creating in the world? And most people aren't enduringly happy as much as they want to be. Yeah. And we know that by the science of happiness. So why is journaling and planning and all of this like fundamental to positive psychology because it just works yeah give yourself that gift i mean if you're going to adopt any habit in 2020 you haven't done before write every day just write it 100 journal if it's your journal if it's your high performance planner if it's your start today whatever you if it's a napkin write every day about what you think what you desire and what could be positive in your life because wow. what most people here i tell the future is so much better than you think it is right now. It's so, the future is so beautiful, so connected, so alive and vibrant and fulfilling for you. And if you don't believe that, we got to do gut check because it's easy to be reacting to everything. There, there's a negative vibe going on because of the judgments of the world right now. But if you don't connect daily what, what your beautiful future could be, that's why life doesn't feel beautiful. I, you know what I always say? Like, if you decide that you are going to go out and find the beauty in today, the evidence of it will present itself because of your being in pursuit of it and on the hunt for it. But it, and yeah. the, the opposite's true, too. If you've decided yeah. that this is just your luck, your family of origin has predestined you to have this lot in life, you'll go find evidence of that truth, too. You know? So yeah, it's like. People don't know what they're doing is they're, they're living that model. They're, a lot of people are living an old model or a model of something they saw growing up. So and it's, it's unconscious, so they're there and they don't recognize it. So unless you process your thoughts and you do the deep personal development, this is why you and I both do conferences, you and I you know, teach and coach and get people motivated. Why? Because you must commit to personal transformation. It won't happen yeah. by itself. Yeah. You, you must commit to exploring yourself. I mean, what I my favorite thing about I mean, my favorite thing in the last year, if we look at a theme of Dave Hollis Instagram copywriting, <laughs> right? If you break down what Dave has written for a year, and I'm gonna say this, it, it's gonna sound so silly, but the theme is Dave has been not only pushing himself, but you see all this magical beauty of pride of real recognition of like, holy crap, I just did this thing so freaking hard. I didn't know that I could. And he's not doing that just to brag. Because like, that's what happens when you push yourself to personal development. You start going, yeah, you know, oh my gosh. 100%. Everybody here, I want you to feel more happy and more joyful and more prideful of, of what you've been able to achieve and do. And that only happens if you get yourself in motion to the higher truth of who you are. I'm not gonna, you, you, you're not going to make me cry on this live stream, so don't well, I you, love you brother. I love you too, but you I'm not. I, have, I, mean, I actually want if you all if you all got a few minutes to, to browse or learn today, go read Dave's captions. And what they're saying to you is, I 
pushed myself to change my mind and to get habits. And oh my God, I'm so grateful. Oh my God, I've learned so much about myself. I'm a better husband. I'm a better dad. I'm stronger. And that, that recognition of personal development, you know, some people don't like the word pride. So let me just call it, it's recognition of our stronger truth. Yeah. It's recognition of our stronger devotion. It's recognition of our stronger alignment with our higher power. Whatever you want to call it. Some people don't like the word pride. That's why I use that. It's a recognition of something higher within you that only comes about, only comes about when you shift your mindset and get in motion. And oh, yeah. I want you all be in motion this year. I, I begged Dave and all my friends we brought down to uh, Puerto Rico. And for those who've been asking on the internet, by the way, I'm fine. We're fine in Puerto Rico. Uh, we had scary tremors and there was a part of the island that was really damaged and it was scary, but I'm okay. I've been just, I'm, we're still replying. I'm fine. But I brought Dave down and a bunch of other people. And my bagging of my own group of friends this year and last year has been one thing. It's 2020, 2020, right? It's doubled. So I'm like, double down. Double down this year on self-mastery. Double down on service. So double down on getting to know yourself. And double down on how you serve and how you show up for others. Not because you felt like it that day, but because you know you need to get in motion to higher levels of service yeah. if you want higher levels of success. Yeah. So again, you need to get in motion to higher levels of service if you want higher levels of success. Look at the service Dave is doing this year. So if you saw his schedule, you'd cry for me, Argentina. I mean, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Why would he do this? Why I would am, he call it? I'm so fired up for it, though. And here's the thing. Like the, cra up. the crazy thing is, I mean, I, I connect to it because when I was in the midst of writing my book or in the midst of like working up what coaching could look like, I had the thing that creators have, this like, oh man, I hope that I've got the skills, I hope that it can be of value, I hope that it's not going to be ridiculed or not work for certain people, and now I just have, without question, a massive sense of pride. I cannot, like, I want a time machine. I would get to March 10th today if I could, because yeah. as much as, one, Every single thing that I put in this book are things that I would have never ever confessed before, but the freedom that comes in owning all of the struggle is, it lets me go run and do and be without the worry of any of it. And I think it's going to be a rad tool. So like, yeah. let's go. I'm excited about it. But it took, it really did take a lot. I mean, I think about three years ago version of me versus today, it took a lot of work and a lot of stumble and a lot of get back up. But in some ways, three years feels like a lifetime, and in other ways, it feels like it happened in one snap. So I just yeah. want to encourage anyone who's listening that feels like they're in that pit, in that stuck, it doesn't take a ton of time. It just takes being really consistent and really deliberate with what, what you want, what do you want, and what it'll take to get there, and then just committing to it. And if you fall off, guess what? I fall off, anyone and everyone falls off, you just get back up and keep going. And that, like, right, learning, learning the, like, the idea that, like, it's not about perfection as much as it is consistency. The idea yes. that, like, I can have a bad day and get right back up and get back in the gym or get back on an eating plan or get, man, that's been a game changer. And it's why I'm showing up, I think, as well as I am for this life. So I'm here for it. Man. I got one more idea why you're doing it too, buddy. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, why would anyone? deal with, with, with the mess and the pain of trying to achieve your dreams? Why would anyone deal with the mess and the pain of trying new things, of trying to be a service to other people? Because a lot of people, they start with the messiness, 
makes them feel, you know, imperfect or wrong. The, 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 the pain of just having to show up and work hard and, and stay on your A game. Why would people do that? Well, one, it's the aspirations we talked about. They're, they're aspirations for being and relating and creating and, and who they are at their core. That's important. But you also got this benefit, which I think, and I could be totally wrong here because I am not your therapist, but I think I can nail it down for you. Why Dave was willing to endure that. And by the way, so was Rachel. I mean, you, you hear of like, for those who haven't been to Rise, please go because I've had the blessing of being there with these guys. And I will share with you, I know the first Rise conference was messy and painful as hell. You know, I, I remember getting that message like, how do you do, you know, like it hurts. My body hurts. My mind. It's like so exhausting. This time you guys are on a boat right afterwards. Why? <laughs> you got better. But why were they willing to do it again? What is it about people that they will be willing to go through mess and pain? And I know what Dave's is. I have an idea about what one of it is outside of aspiration for identity. And I want you all to hear this really closely. It is the willingness to adopt the role model mindset. Dave was now on social media. Dave now is, he knows he's a role model for Noah and the boys. He, he knows that people are watching. And that's a positive thing. He's like, oh, I, I want them to see that I can do this. I want them to see me on the roads. I want them to see me doing my habits. I, I, I am aware that I am being watched. You are being watched by your children. You're being watched by your neighbors, yeah. by your community members, by your team. And when you are willing, some people, that, that terrifies them. Other people go, holy crap, I have an opportunity to be a role model. If I, if I can connect with service and wanting to be a role model, I will endure the mess and the pain every dang day. What's interesting, too, on it, I, I, I man, I so connect with it because, yes, 100%. I am downloading software every single day to my children. The mainframe yeah. is whatever I decide to put into it. And so, man, them watching me and my model, them watching Rachel. I mean, I said it on stage at Rise. My three boys will never in their entire life question if a woman is as entitled to stand on a stage, write a New York Times bestselling book, run a business. Like they've only seen one model of what the woman in their life does. They're being downloaded software every day. So I, I super relate to that. I also have experienced the opposite. Right. And so yeah. for me, tapping into the leverage of what might happen if I don't fully utilize the tools that I've been afforded, that is where misery lives. And I just 100 percent can I can I can I can tap into the leverage of not showing up for my life almost as fast or faster than the opportunity to download well. And so, yeah. man, there's something awesome in that. Yeah. Um, B. You are, you are a good buddy. I am so excited. I get to see you next month. So it's not even that far away, just minutes from now. So uh, yeah. thanks for popping in here, man. Man, I love you. I love this community. I love Rach. Love you too, buddy. Um, I just love seeing everything you guys are doing. And man, I really do thank you because you guys are huge, huge role models um, for your community, for the kids, also for our industry right now. Um, we, we need this positivity. We need this force of discipline and great content. And uh, I love you guys. Right on, brother. I'll see you soon. Talk to Hi, you. Buddy. Thanks for jumping in. See you, buddy. Oh. All right. I'm taking Brendan out. I'm moving this around. Y'all, the set of the Start Today Morning Show is being revealed for all of its glory. There's lights. There's cameras. There's action. Uh, all right. Everybody. Everybody. My goodness. 
I didn't realize I went all, so wide on the camera on Facebook. Jeez, you got a full view of this messy desk. Uh, I hope everybody has a fantastic Wednesday. If you don't already, you got to follow Brendan Burchard. The guy is so rad. He's been such an uh, awesome support and friend in our life. Uh, but he also creates tools that will help you establish the habits, establish the routines, tap into the motivation uh, that can absolutely change the way that you think about pursuing the dreams of your life. Have a fantastic Wednesday. We will see you tomorrow. When I say we, me, Rachel Hollis, guess what? We had, we had a guest yesterday. We had a guest today. I might go three for three. I'm going to see if I can't find somebody else to come in here and pour some light into the start today morning extravaganza. Uh, go out and look for the evidence of the great day that you are about to have. You will find it. We'll see you all tomorrow. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die. <laughs>